This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Thursday, February 7th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. We're going to lead off this morning with a bunch of education news. And the Board of Education for Anne Arundel County elected Terry Gilliland to serve as president. And Josie Urea, who is the student member of the Board of Education, to serve as vice president. Gilliland is going to serve through December 4th of this year, and Urea's term ends on June 30th. Gilliland has been a member of the board since February of 2016 and had served as the board's vice president since July 2017. And something I didn't know, Gilliland had served as a student member of the Board of Education during his senior year of high school in 94 and 95. He was at North County High at the time. He is a former delegate. He is on the board of the Arundel Workforce Development Corp., Future Business Leaders of America, Hope for All, and Faith into Action. Urea was selected as the student member for the board last July, and she is the very first student member to ever serve as a vice president of the board. I do find it odd that Gilliland, who is a lame duck, was elected, especially since we were all moving to an elected school board. Gilliland was appointed initially. Also, with only five months left in her term, I'm not sure why Josie Urea was selected to be the co-leader of the board. It makes no sense to me, but that would be because... I'm not running for school board, nor do I sit on the school board. In other board news, they approved Superintendent George Arlotto's initiative, the Global Community Citizenship Program, to be a graduation requirement for all high school seniors beginning with next year's freshman class. Now, the Global Community Citizenship course is designed to explore values and diversity in local, national, and global communities and to foster climates where acceptance and inclusion are the norms. This was implemented at Arundel High three semesters ago, and this is really an answer to all the racial problems we've been having throughout the school district over the last couple of years. Notably in Pasadena, we had some nooses in Crofton about a year ago, and most recently, just the other day, a Snapchat out of Broadneck. Students who are currently in the eighth grade will be required to take and pass this course in order to graduate high school. It did pass 8-0 with board member Eric Grannon missing yet another board meeting. Not a test that you're going to take in school, but there is a new study out that says Maryland has the third hardest driving test in the United States. A new study from a Utah-based law firm, Siegfried & Jensen, found that Maryland is the third hardest test to pass in the entire United States. The firm looked at requirements costs, and the difficulty of the knowledge and road tests in each state to determine the ranking. Maryland got a 75 out of 100. The hardest state on the list was Washington with a score of 80 out of 100. The state with the second hardest test is Massachusetts. And following Maryland in the number four position is South Carolina. If you really want to slack off when you get your driving test, head on out to South Dakota. They've got the easiest driving test. And if you can't quite make it to South Dakota, go to Ohio or New York because their tests are pretty easy as well. The city of Annapolis released some statistics on their 2018 crime reporting, and they say that reported crime has decreased by 2% in Annapolis, resulting in the lowest crime rate since 1975. Violent and property crimes were each reduced by 2% when compared to 2017. There was one homicide versus seven in 2017. Robberies reduced from 63 in 2017 to 47 in 2018. 
somewhat disturbing rapes increased from 15 to 27, and the numbers of aggravated assaults increased by 5 from 135 to 140. Now, keep in mind that Annapolis is still a relatively small town, and it doesn't take a lot of incidents to really skew a percentage or make it look better or worse than it is. On the surface, it does appear to be good news, or at least heading in the right direction. And Mayor Gavin Buckley said, I want to congratulate our public safety employees for the great work they have done in keeping residents safe. Let's keep moving in that direction. And if you're ever looking for a sweet gig, I highly recommend becoming Baltimore City's police commissioner. Well, at least from a financial standpoint. Commissioner-elect Michael Harrison's contract was revealed yesterday, and wow. He has a five-year contract for $275,000 per year, plus minimum annual salary raises of 3%. He's eligible for salary increases tied to crime reduction metrics and subjective personal performance factors, and any raises that are awarded to the Managerial and Professional Society, which is a labor organization representing city administrators. He does get relocation expenses, which is pretty standard, but now here's where it gets real cushy. He gets a housing allowance of $3,000 per month for the first year, a pension, health and life insurance, and if the city council decides they don't want him or they find something in his background that they don't like and they reject his nomination, he still gets his first year salary for all of his troubles. Now, the $275,000 is more than the $260,000 Mayor Catherine Pugh had said she was looking to pay. It is considerably more than he made in New Orleans, where he was paid $179,000 a year. It is considerably more than the former police commissioners were made. Daryl D'Souza, who was in there for a hot minute, made $210,000. Kevin Davis, who was lured there from Anne Arundel County, was $212,000. And Acting Commissioner Gary Tuggle is also making 210000 So it's a significant increase there. Interestingly enough, with Harrison's 20 years in the New Orleans City Police Department, he will continue to pull in $160,000 annually as part of his pension from that city. Not a bad gig if you can get it. And if people that are looking for jobs, maybe uh, Governor Ralph Northam or Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax or Attorney General Mark Herring out of Virginia might be looking for a job pretty soon. If you're not following this, this is just like the craziest story out of Virginia. There was a racist photo that surfaced in Governor Northam's medical school yearbook. It had a picture of a man in blackface as well as a man in a Ku Klux Klan robe and hood. Initially, Governor Northam said, that's me. It was a bad choice. I'm better than that. I'm not going to resign. Let me prove to you how good I can be. And then he turned around and said, oh, yeah, no, that wasn't me. And now lately they're saying that, oh, somebody switched the yearbook photos as a joke. Although the yearbook people are saying, no, there was no joke. Anyhow, so if Governor Northam ends up resigning or forced out of office, that leaves Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax to take the top spot in Virginia. But wait. Yeah, that pesky 2004 accusation of sexual misconduct at the Democratic National Convention. The alleged victim is talking in plain detail. Lieutenant Governor Fairfax says, oh, it was consensual. She says, yeah, no, not so much. So if the governor and lieutenant governor either resign or are ousted out of office, it's okay because Virginia has the attorney general's office and that's third in line. And this is Attorney General Mark Herring. And he should be able to step in to lead Virginia, right? Not so fast. He admitted yesterday that he, too, wore blackface as a college student. What is it with Virginia? Seriously, people. At this point, I am inclined 
to think that the governor's Uber driver is probably more qualified to run the state than these three guys that are up there right now. That is about it for the top news. It is Thursday, so you want to make sure that you hang tight because we have Trevor with the Annapolis Makerspace and the Annapolis Maker Minutes. We also will have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast coming up. You want to make sure you give us a recommendation and a review if you're any place where you can do that. And give us a recommendation to your friends and colleagues. We would appreciate it. Check out that top link in our show notes and find out all the different ways you can connect to us. And hang out for 30 seconds. We'll have George coming on deck. But right now we've got a message from Union Jacks. Baltimore native and hard rock icons, Kicks, have added a second show this Sunday at Union Jacks in Annapolis. Doors open at 4 p.m. for dinner. General admission and VIP tickets are available. VIP includes a meet and greet before the show. Don't miss platinum selling Kicks. This Sunday at Union Jacks in Annapolis. For tickets and more info, go to unionjacksannapolis.com. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Ion Annapolis forecast for Thursday, February 7th. Temps have been all over the place so far this week, and today and tomorrow will likely bring more of the same as the frontal boundary becomes fairly stationary over Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County, bringing tons of clouds and periods of drizzle and even some showers to the region with temps anywhere from the upper 40s to lower 60s, depending on the exact location of that frontal boundary in the skies above before it finally moves out of the area sometime on Friday and colder air moves in for the weekend with highs only in the 30s both Saturday and Sunday. And if you've missed winter this week and have been wishing for more snow, you might just be in luck as the region could potentially see a wintry mix or even accumulating snow in the p.m. hours of Sunday and overnight into Monday morning. But stay tuned for updates on that threat because the overall setup right now is just another jumbled mess as of this morning. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Make it a great day out there today despite the clouds and drizzle. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DC MDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Join Anne Arundel Medical Center Foundation on Saturday, April 27, 2019 at our Denim and Diamonds Bash in Annapolis. Denim and Diamonds is a fun evening under the stars featuring fabulous cuisine and gourmet food trucks, live and silent auction, and a live band. Last year, AAMC cared for more than 2,000 patients in our emergency departments suffering from mental illness or addiction. Help us expand much-needed inpatient and outpatient programs and services for your community. For tickets and sponsors, visit aamcdenimanddiamonds.org. Special thanks to our platinum sponsors, AAMC Medical Staff, the Chesapeake Bayhawks, Comcast, the Evan K. Thallenberg Family, What's Up Media, and WRNR. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Makers Minute, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace. Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. This Tuesday at Cult Classic Brewery over in Stevensville, they're having a rustic sign painting workshop. Ranch House Rustics will have a workshop to help you design your sign, and we'll have all the materials you need to paint it yourself. On Wednesday in London Town Gardens in Edgewater, they're doing a homeschool workshop called Spin, Sew, and Sail. 
Learn how people in the past made their clothes and try your hand as a tailor or a seamstress during this homeschool program. Saturday at Local by Designs and Apple Mall location, you can make your own sign with Cricut Studio Workshop. Paint your own decorative sign using one of their designs or create your own. At Art Farm in Annapolis this week, tomorrow they have a make-it workshop, block printing, Valentine's edition. Learn how to carve your own block and block print onto beautiful paper and cards. Block printing extraordinaire Anita Hagen will be there to teach you all you need to know. The theme will be Valentine's and you'll be able to take your block home and print as much as you like after the class. On Sunday, they have another make-it workshop. This one is the rescheduled mosaic tile workshop, making house numbers or garden tiles. You get another chance to take advantage of this fun class, learn how to cut and arrange pieces and make an interesting design using glass mosaic to create your own garden tile or house number. And check out all the other great classes and workshops as well as the open workspace at Art Farm. If you missed it last time, GEMS, Girls Excelling in Math and Science in PG County, are having another STEM Saturday Academy this Saturday at the New Carrollton Branch Library for grades 6 through 8. Space is limited, so register today at the Anne Arundel County Public Library System this week. Today at the Maryland City at Russet Library, they're playing with Ozobots. Programming Ozobots is as easy as drawing on a mat. Direct the little bots around and learn about programming in the process. Also today, but at the Broadneck Library, is fun with robots. Let the students of the Broadneck High School Robotics Club teach you about robots by demonstrating how their competition robots work. Saturday at Discoveries, the library at the mall, learn about Mae Jameson, the first African-American woman in space. She was an engineer and a physician along with being an astronaut. Learn about her exciting life and what propelled her into orbit. Monday at the Edgewater Library is Mini Robot Challenge, also using Ozobots. Tuesday at the Odenton Library, learn about electronics with snap circuits. Kids learn to create basic and complex circuits using a simple snap-together circuit building program. Registration is required. Also at the libraries this week, today at the Eastport Annapolis Neck Library is STEM Challenge Thursdays, and on Tuesday in Odenton is STEM Tuesdays. Our friends up at Unallocated Space in Severn have their usual regular events going on this week. Tonight is InfoSec Night. Sunday is their semi-regular Analog Gaming Sunday. Monday is Project Night. Tuesday is Analog Electronics, and Wednesday is for lockpicking. At Pongo's Learning Lab and Coder Kids Club in Crofton this week, starting tonight is a Lego Robotics class. Learn how to combine Legos with gears, pulleys, motors, sensors, and programmable parts to build and program robots. There are multiple groups depending on if your kids are grades 1 through 4 or grades 5 through 8. It starts tonight and runs weekly on Thursdays for 8 weeks. Pongo's also has a regular Lego robotics club that meets at the same time and your kids are welcome to join if they want to do more with Lego robotics after they finish this class. Saturday at the Patuxent Lapidary Guild in Annapolis, they're having a beginning silversmithing class, a class for beginners or a refresher for those wanting to get back into silversmithing. Students will make one bezel-set stone pendant with a bale. Students will need to supply one small to medium-sized cabochon for this project, or you can purchase one at the class. At Annapolis Makerspace this week, beside their normal Monday woodworking nights and Thursday electronic nights, this Saturday we have a special guest. Bonnie from Daydreams Factory is coming down from Baltimore to do a Valentine's wood-burning workshop. Join us for some wood-burning on Saturday as we burn designs into repurposed cigar boxes to create unique jewelry or stash boxes. Light snacks will be provided, and feel free to bring your favorite beverage. Class is limited to 10 people, so be sure to register today. And as a reminder, you can follow Annapolis Makerspace on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Meetup, and you can always check the calendars on Meetup or Facebook or on our website at makeannapolis.org. And you can catch me tonight and every Thursday night at Annapolis Makerspace on Renard Court for Electronics Night, and you can find links to all of these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, eyeonannapolis.net, where you can find even more information. 
This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.